Welcome to another episode of Consider This, our Christmas episode, maybe our yearly Christmas episode. We'll have to see in 2018 if this becomes the annual Christmas episode. But here we are again, coming at you with some Christmas knowledge and wisdom. Listen, Mm. if you're driving with your kids in your car right now, maybe, just maybe, you don't want to listen to this one with (laughs) your kids in the car. It's going to be some explicit Christmas content, okay? Okay. It's going to be real. So I'm here with Zane, the man. He does children's ministry. I'm here with Morgan, my sister from another family. Family. (laughs) And uh, Uncle Drew. Uncle bring Drew. Bringing uh, <laughs> disco beats to us from 1982. So. That's right. And can I just say, for any who are watching the podcast on Facebook, I don't know if you noticed, but Justin asked us to wear Christmas sweaters. And when he did, I knew instinctively Drew was not going to do that. <laughs> so and I knew that you knew that I wasn't, wasn't going to do, do that. this. It's, I think this is like a generational. Sure. <laughs> Like, we love Christmas sweaters. They sure. now sell them already tacky. You don't do. even have to go look for you them at old shops. You don't have to go shops. to a gold Goodwill. You don't have to get your grandma's sweater. You, like, can go to Walmart and buy one. And I know Drew was not going to be about that life. Well, I, I just don't like sweaters. I've noticed that. Oh, it's not, that's it's what not it is. Christmas. Okay. It's just sweaters. I've noticed that Morgan actually wears her sweaters like oh, as yeah. a thing every every day anticipating Christmas. That's her Advent Absolutely. like oh. process right there. Yes. I didn't have one, and I'm pretty sure Justin gave me canyons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you that are listening on SoundCloud, I really wish you would go to Facebook, maybe create an account just for this, because Zane is 6'4", which means he has long arms, and he's wearing a sweater that would fit my wife, mm-hmm. and she is very short. Mm-hmm. So it's just great. Anyway, let's get to it today. How about that? <laughs> yeah, How about that? That was plenty of time right? for them to that turn it plenty. off <laughs> exactly. and kids in the car. Exactly. So okay. now. So Santa. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. We'll get there, Morgan. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't. We will get there. Be ready. So first question. What is your most traumatic Christmas experience? This might have to do with Santa. Maybe it won't. But most traumatic Christmas experience. Morgan, start us off. Okay. Sadly, I don't really have one. But I have two experiences that were kind of like, ugh, with both my brothers. And so I'll share theirs and hope they don't get upset about it. So Titus, uh, my older brother, big Denver Broncos fans, our whole family, big Denver Broncos fans. And we're at my um, dad's side of the family right? that that Christmas. And they would always go to JCPenney's and get some cool jersey for my brothers. That was kind of what they did. And Titus goes to open his gift, and um, in it is a Dallas Cowboys jersey. <laughs> Dead serious. And I don't know how this got mixed up, because like, my grandpa's also a Denver Broncos fan. He somehow got things mixed up where he thought Titus was a Dallas Cowboys fan. And Titus is like you know eight or so, and... So as a parent, when your kid opens something like that, you're just kind of like sweating bullets going, oh, what is my kid going to say? Please say the right thing. Mm-hmm. And Titus opened it and went, <gasps> and then he looked at my grandma and grandpa and just said, thank you so much. <laughs> and my mom and dad probably breathed a huge sigh of relief, yes. quickly tried to get him out of the room to say, it's okay, we'll take it back and get a Broncos jersey. Don't worry. You know, kind of thing. So that was one. And then the other one was, we were a little older, and on my mom's side of the family, we all the cousins drew names for who was going to buy a present for who. 
And Austin always got the short stick. I mean, like, whoever bought him presents just did not do a very good job. But one year, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this on this podcast. You think, Drew, you know this oh, yeah. story. Okay. Oh, and we yeah. said it's explicit, so you know. <laughs> so um, one year, Austin opens his gift. It's from my cousin Logan, who's like <laughs> sometimes kind of quirky and sentimental and what whatnot. And in Austin's gift, it just has a note. And it says, a blanket has been donated to a child in another country in your name. That's Austin's Christmas gift. And Austin's a kid, like a, high, like a junior high kid. Like what? And so all of the cousins, I mean, there's like 40 family members in this room. We all start booing Logan <laughs> simultaneously. That's awful. Why is like everybody else getting something like they kind of enjoy? And you seriously, you felt oh, good about yourself so and holy. then used it as a gift. So then Austin Jesus ended up, juke right there. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus juke. juke. So Austin Austin ended up getting a bunch of money from all the ants because they felt bad for him. They just kept giving him money. So anyways, those That's are probably great. two really two good. moments that were That's really good. Interesting. Zane, hit us with it. Um, I would say our most traumatic was last year around this time we moved to Stillwater mm. and um, my wife was still living in Joplin, Missouri at the time. And so I had been living with the Ogles for the most part. And at the right time, uh, our landlords graciously opened up this house to us. And so um, we were moving in and had nothing and so we borrowed an air mattress from good friends Kyle and Amanda and so our Christmas our first Christmas in Stillwater was spent on an air mattress mm. um, and my wife is super super into Christmas um, like there's Morgan and then there's Beth like maybe a half sliver underneath her um, when it comes to Christmas stuff and so like Beth is all about Christmas and very traditional and some of those things and um so we didn't even have a Christmas tree because it was still set up in our Joplin house. And so <laughs> um, after Christmas Eve service, we stole a Christmas tree from the church and went home and slept on an air mattress and looked at a three-foot Christmas tree. So, <laughs> <laughs> nice. And for someone who loves Christmas, it was a... Uh, it's a tough one. It was a tough one. But it was awesome. You knew if I, I either have to take this Christmas tree home from the church... Or we will not end up staying in this commitment to move <laughs> yes. to Stillwater. Yes. No. So. I was just wondering, maybe you could have received that blanket from Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that could have helped you out. We maybe could that have could used have helped it. you out in his name. <laughs> yep. A blanket would have been oh, given. That's good. Drew. Oh, traumatic Christmas story. I think uh, as I was thinking about this, um, trying to get to the year, I think it would have been 1982. <laughs> Christmas of 82 and well, wait a second pause was anybody else in here born yet Steve Steve, Steve. Steve. but nobody in the Christmas sweaters no. interesting Steve enough. was rocking a mustache working at IBM I mean he was he was loving it in 1982 senior at University of Tulsa senior at oh, okay the golden cane yes cool. so um that year I wanted more than anything else um some jeans and at the time the really popular jeans were levi's 501 jeans and with the button fly of course and um wanted a pair of these and so my grandparents had asked me they lived uh up in iowa so they were about six hours from us and they had bought me this christmas gift and sent it to us and um she had asked what i wanted and i said you know i want these jeans levi's 501 jeans 
and um, they're like, okay, okay. And so they took note of all this stuff and got the package, and it had all the signs. It was the the clothing box, you know, you know it's clothes, mm-hmm. the weight of the present, this is clothes, and you're going, these are the 501 jeans. And we're under the tree for a while, and I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting to open that present up. And so Christmas morning comes, I open up the present and get in there, and it's jeans, um, but they weren't Levi's 501 jeans. And so I'm having this little bit of this tightest moment, I think, right? And so I open up that box, and they're not 501s, but instead, big mistake, at least in my thinking, my grandmother had gone to Sears. Oh, no. And she bought tough skins from Sears. Now, if you know anything about tough skins jeans, it's like wearing sandpaper, okay? <laughs> Real thick, and they're made so you don't destroy them, right? And they have patches on the inside, built-in patches, <laughs> so you don't, you know, slide out the knees, yeah. you know, so... So I got these jeans, and it was just like this feeling of disappointment. And I can remember getting those jeans, taking them downstairs to my room, and I kind of held it in, but like while we were, you know, upstairs, got down to my room, and I also that year got a Swiss Army knife, <laughs> and I took the jeans and cut them up with my Swiss Army knife <laughs> that my grandmother. Hashtag rebel. Bought me. Rebel, yeah. So that's just a little insight to my wow. heart yeah. and where I am and receiving <laughs> gifts. So don't ever give Drew and a gift he didn't that, want. No. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a rough idea. moment. So In fact, if you're one of his kids, just don't even try. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if I know where my kids like occasionally might get some of their selfish motivations mm-hmm. and different things, not from their mom. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, you can definitely yeah. see that. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so. Mine was having to do with Santa. And uh, the year I found out the truth. And I remember I was going shopping at JCPenney's, and my mom bought a lava lamp. And she said, this is for your sister. She really wants a lava lamp. Uh, for those of you that maybe are not knowing what that is, get your kids one. It's great. And... Um, you know, it's Christmas Day, Christmas morning, and everyone's opened up the gifts, and I'm taking the gifts to the family. I'm kind of the little elf or whatever, and take a gift to Rachel, my sister, and she opens up this gift from Santa, and guess what it is? Something you saw. It was the lava lamp, and I yes. just looked at my mom, knowing. Yes. And she had no idea. Right, she it was just kind of she wasn't connecting the dots, but in that moment, I knew I had been lied to for so long, and it was devastating. It really wasn't actually that big a deal. I just remember thinking, "Oh, okay, it all makes sense now." <laughs> <laughs> but I was into it. I like put out the cookies and the milk yeah. and wanted yeah, and looked in the fireplace for the shoe prints, and I was into it. So, and you know, when you think about traumatic experiences with Santa, when you said, "What's your most traumatic experience?" I immediately thought of already. All the images I've seen, like pictures on Facebook and Instagram that I've seen of kids just trying to sit on his lap, <laughs> screaming. Yes. Like no yes. little child in, like initially loves Santa. They <laughs> all like the just parents like, force him. Yes, you will love that yes, man. Exactly. You sit on his lap and exactly. <laughs> smile for this picture. Oh, that's on good. that line of thought, my other traumatic Christmas experience was um, Beth's parents adopted a little girl from China. Her name okay. is Malia, and she's a rock star. So every year we do go to like Bass Pro and we take a, a picture with Santa and oh, yeah. all this other stuff. And the first Christmas that she's here, it's this great picture of her just screaming bloody oh. murder that she's sitting with Santa. 
She's like two years old. And you're all behind him going. Yeah, we're like, hey, and Malia's just up <laughs> front to... just That's screaming. A great oh, it was Welcome amazing. to the family. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to this our country. This is what we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is what we do. So you may not have noticed, but this is our a part of our FMT team, which means we try to help families um, be like Jesus, help them talk about Jesus, help them um, live their lives and orient their lives toward Jesus. And one of the questions that we have is, what can we do during this season, this Advent season, this Christmas season, as a family, to actually center this time on Christ? rather than the other things that are easily um, become the center, right? Whether that's presents, whether that's family, whether that's vacation, whether that's decorations. Okay, how do we, how do we make Christ the center? What are things like that we can actually do as families? And how do we do it without being like a Scrooge or a Grinch, right? Because I, I can tend to be the Scrooge a little bit in my family. I need a reason for the things that are being decorated in our house. I need to, every day I'm asking my kids, like, why do we celebrate Christmas? Why do we celebrate Christmas? Because I, I want them from an early age when they're so like, I want to open presents and I want to open gifts and it's all about that. I, I want to fight that mm-hmm. and remem- help them remember why we're doing all these things. So what can, what can our families actually do this year? Maybe an idea or two for them. Um, I don't, some different things that we've done, I I guess, over the years we've done, uh, many people do these, you have your advent calendar that we have that I think it was, uh, my stepmom made, made us say this, she sewed this huge advent calendar and, uh, put it up on the wall. And so you put candy on there and then every day there's a scripture associated with that day. We read Mm -hmm, the scripture mm -hmm. and, uh, continue to do that. That's, that's, uh, one thing that we've done. Um, we've had a, our life group every year that we've, for probably as long as we've been in a life group, 15, 16 years, um, taken, uh, Christmas to, to a family in need. So we've got people in our life group that are connected with businesses that are able to connect us with families that may be in need. So, uh, every year we've done that as far as taking the focus, not necessarily, away from Jesus, but away from ourselves, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, kind of creating service opportunities that way. Um, other things that we have done over the years, um, just got a few things that so important that I can't remember. And I've got to look in my notes and see what, what that we've done. Oh, one, uh, one thing that I think has been a little bit difficult for us. And I know that different families have different places where, where families are and you've might be traveling and going different places over Christmas. But I would say that um, we've got family as far away from this 14 hours, some couple hours, and then some seven, eight hours away. Uh, but at least half the, the times that we've had Christmas, we have tried to stay here for at least one of the services. And so a Christmas Eve service or a, a Christmas morning service, kind of depending on how the holiday mm-hmm. you know falls there. Um, but and we, we enjoy, we love going to see our family, our, our kids love to go see their cousins. But one of the things that, that we've tried to do and instill in them is that our, we love our family, but we also love our church family. Yeah. And that's a big deal that we're yep. here to celebrate together. So I know that might sound a little bit simple. What do you do? Go to church. Well, sure. that is what we do. Mm-hmm. We go to church and we may sacrifice uh, one extra day with family, which we're going to see our family, and that's going to be great. But we want to 
plant in them this kind of idea that our that our church family is a big deal, our brothers and sisters in Christ. So love take advantage that. of those kind of opportunities that we have. I love that. It's awesome. That's some of the things that we've done. Yep. I think uh, growing up, my parents were always honest with us. You know, there was no, um, like I never grew up believing in Santa and stuff. And so this is maybe a little bit different perspective than some people. But, you know, I, I never grew up believing in Santa. My parents were just open and honest with us at the beginning. Did you feel like you missed out on something in childhood because you didn't have that in your life? Not at all, Okay. to be honest with you. You so, did. You just don't know it, Zane. <laughs> no. We need, can we do no. some counseling? Now? We can do some counseling. Tell us about your family of origin. No, I'm no. just joking. Go ahead. No, I'm not going to Just that. anyway, move <laughs> on. I will say there was one one Christmas I wanted to make sure, and so I left the fireplace on all night. And Good. for all of you Santa believers that he has all this other stuff, but just made sure. Um, but yeah, so I, I think the big thing that, that our family did was we were just always honest about the truth of Christmas. And so my dad, my dad is a straight shooter. And um, like I said, it, it wasn't like we were missing out on things because they, they always filled it with other things that were awesome. And so as a family, we would serve together, kind of like what Drew said. Um, my dad's a preacher. And so we were always involved at the church. Um, so the planning of the Christmas service and all these other things. But um, you know, my parents were great at filling the Christmas season with things that were full of scripture. And so, um, you know, I remember reading scripture together, um, every night during the Christmas season and stuff. And kind of my dad taking us on this journey of how we got to Jesus in the manger mm-hmm. and stuff, which is really cool. And I mean, that's something that's, that's simple for families to kind of do looking back at some of the old Testament stuff and, um, you know, I, I think through the series that we're going through on Sundays right now of kind of walking through the kings and prophets and um, all of these these prophecies of Jesus coming and then these pictures of broken kings and the hope of the the king that's coming. And so um, that, that was one of the bigger things that we did is um, each year we'd kind of walk through how we're going to get to this baby in a manger and then we'd mm-hmm. celebrate, you know, Christmas morning with the baby in the manger and um, what that means that Jesus has come here um, And so, you know, it it may, again, sound a little bit simple, but I think just honest and good conversations with kids. I mean, you can make that journey from, you know, creation to the baby in the manger really, really fun. And that's Mm -hmm. something that my parents were really good at. Sounds awesome. Yeah. My, um, we, I think it's all just kind of a little bit like what you're saying. We just emphasize, my parents just emphasize the right things. So think about all the different things during a Christmas season that can, that could be emphasized. Santa's one of them, right? Mm-hmm. So my parents never even told us that he wasn't real. They just never made a big deal about him being real either. Yep. We didn't we didn't do the elf on the shelf. I don't think the elf on the shelf's a bad thing. Sure, go ahead and do it. But we just my mom gave there's one present from Santa every year. She didn't change her handwriting. I, I could tell it was my mom's handwriting, you know. And then whenever we started to question her about it, she didn't even tell us, no, he's not real. She just said, Well, if you don't believe in Santa, then he's not gonna bring you anything. And she was real snarky and sarcastic and kind of funny and this yeah. little joke. So we were like, we believe, we believe, because we knew she is, the, she is Santa, you know. Mm-hmm. So she just didn't, we just didn't overemphasize. So we enjoyed it as a yeah, family, sure. but we didn't, it wasn't the point. Um, and then beyond that, you have presents. And my mom, um, now for me as a parent or my brother as a parent, um, my mom tells us, she says, "Be set your limits um, and your goals for your present giving way before you start buying because it's so easy as as things are on sale and you love your kids and you want to give them good gifts. Mm-hmm. 
And so she said, I was always so tempted to overspend on you guys because it's like I would see something else and I'd think, oh, you would love that and that would be so fun to give it to you because I enjoy giving those things to you. We like giving people that we love things and so to show them that we love them. And so she kind of like gave me that little bit of something that she did early on was like, nope, I'm I'm only getting these things and I'm doing that on purpose because it's not all, we're not going to overemphasize the gifts. Um, And so then you have family I hear a lot of people, and this is like an easier one, right? Someone that overemphasizes Santa, it's easy to say no. But there, this is a season where I think we sometimes can overemphasize family, and it can be raised above the level of this is about Jesus Christ coming. And so I love what Drew said about we, we're part of the family of God. We have yeah. our family, and we're also part of the family of God. And so we did like, um, I only remember missing like two Sundays growing up in my <laughs> life. And both Sundays we missed, we had we had church in the car on the way home or on the way to somewhere. Like we had communion, someone led worship, someone preached the sermon. Typically it was all the kids. My dad assigned who did what. We had Dr. Pepper and crackers, you know, or That's Pringles. Awesome. And we had church in the car. Um, that's something that we did. We didn't we don't we don't just take a break from that mm-hmm. to be with family. It's not time out from church so we can have more family time. Um so Jesus is the center of our family. Same thing whenever we go to our extended family. Um, we have an opportunity, because our extended family loves Jesus, to emphasize Jesus um, with our extended family. And so we, we would do that. We would always have moments with our family where we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about what the Lord has done in our lives over this last year. Um, we're, sharing, we're catching everybody up on those things anyways, and we're thanking him for the things that he's done. Um, for if you don't have a family that loves Jesus, I think you can talk to your kids before you go see that family about the unique opportunity that you have to share Jesus with your family mm. over this time. And then I say I would think like to take advantage of little moments to capture. Like we sing, we will sing so many Christmas carols about the birth of Jesus, and it's unique because they're not as many of them are not these abstract things. They're more like. Um, God and sinners reconciled, joyful allegations rise, join the triumph of the skies. Mm. With angelic hosts proclaim, proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem. And it's, it's, it's fun to take those songs and go, hey, I want to explain a lyric to you. Mm-hmm. And just do one at a time. That's good. And just say, okay, so when the reason we're like singing this and we're joyful and excited, what we're talking about is God made a way for us who are sinners to have a relationship with him again. And he did that because he sent Jesus. And we're singing about that. That's why we say those words. Um, or Christ is, did you not catch it? It said Christ is born in Bethlehem, you know. Um, so offspring of a virgin's womb. That's actually from the birth story that we read about in, Jesus, in, um, in the Bible, you know, in the book of Luke. And so you can emphasize those things. Because um, I think your kids are going to know those songs and sing those songs, especially if they come to church. And so you might as well talk about what those lyrics mean, you know. And so that's a very easy way to to uh, to talk to them. I love those. Those are all really good. Thanks, Mo. Um, one thing we've tried. Did to you do, say Mo? I Mo. sound like Mom. Mo. Thanks, Mom. You Mom. Mom. Mo. 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 Okay. Good. I've been watching Broadchurch. They call like Mama. respected Mom. women Mom. Mom. Hey, Mom. Hey, Mom. It's my Mom. I'll start calling you Mom. No, okay? it's all right. You can call me Mo. Okay, Mo. Mom. Um, <laughs> one thing we've tried to do very intentionally, and I. I promise someday soon my kids are going to get into the stage where they roll their eyes at me and they don't want to hear me say these things, but I'm going to continue doing it because I 
can just tell I'm going to be that kind of dad, um, is like every step of Christmas, I'm going to over-explain. That's just, that's my personality. So when I'm putting up the Christmas lights, Canyon, why am I putting up Christmas lights? Why, why do we put lights on our house during the Christmas season? Because Jesus is the light of the world, Dad. You're exactly right. Good job. Okay, why are you putting up a <laughs> Christmas job. tree? Um, well, it's, you know, an evergreen tree, and we remember that Jesus came, and now we can have, like, everlasting life, and there's three points of the tree, kind of like the Trinity, and blah, blah, blah. Wow. Yep. Wow, Why, why do we have a star angel on the tree? Wow. Sophie? I, wow. Why? Why? Just, why do you think, Drew? I'd star of David. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Star of David. Uh, yes. The, the star that led them to Jesus yes. that night, the yes. angel. Okay, all those things. Justin, you're making the connections there. I have wow. to. I, I have to. Ju- that's, that's my personality. I have okay. to justify these things because I I am so nervous and anxious. I'm not really right, but I really want to emphasize Jesus mm-hmm. because that's just my conviction. I, I think okay. I live so long just kind of going through and making everything about me. I don't want to raise kids that think everything's mm-hmm. about them and that we're just. It's all just for fun, or it's all just for the presence, all just for these other good things, right? Family yeah. is good. The fun is good, and we want to have fun. Debbie and I create fun things for them in the season, um, but we ultimately want to point them back to Jesus. So um, one night every Christmas season, we do the Ebert Express, and they'll wake up, uh, or we'll go in there. I'm dressed up as a train conductor, and Debbie's dressed up. As well, and I want to come a, to Christmas yeah, at your house. You want to? I was yeah. thinking, no, actually, you want to just thought? bring my kids to your house. Yeah, okay. I thought it'd be fun to take like church vans and we that could all do really this together. <laughs> anyway, um, and they and went, you could go from house a to train house conductor, and, like, pick them up. Yeah, yeah, Tom Hanks, that would be train so conductor. Fun. Yeah. What, what I'll we got make going hot on chocolate. Here? Okay, that's one of the things. And popcorn, hot chocolate and popcorn is kind of the thing. And there's a little golden ticket under their pillow, and they have to give it to the train conductor, and they get in, and we just drive around. Listen to worshipful Christmas music, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we'll get lights all around the town. It'll be in Stillwater now, so I got to find the good spots in Stillwater. There are two that they program the lights to songs. Boom! I'll tell you mm-hmm. what. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's one of the things we do to try to make it fun, right? That's there just a go. fun thing. And then the, it's kind of like your Advent calendar. Yeah. But we do this thing called the Jesse Tree, right? Mm-hmm. So the Old Testament talks of one. Um, one that would come, this branch that would come, this from the shoot, um, and it was one in the line of David, right? And so this Jesse tree, the son of um, Jesse is David, and um, we talk about Jesus. So we have verses associated with each day and these symbols that we hang on this tree and decorate this tree, and they're always, eventually they'll be able to see the pictures and associate the pictures with a verse and associate those things with Jesus. And so, yeah, it's just Going through the story of the Bible, which is really the story of God making everything right through Jesus, anticipating Jesus, and putting that on their minds. And this is a great season to do that. They're attentive to that. So those are a couple of things that Eberts do. Now, for you guys, like individually, what is something that you are maybe doing um, to prepare your own heart, or maybe something you're doing different in your daily rhythm uh, during this season? Um, at staff meeting Monday, we talked, Jim kind of gave us the challenge of what is God calling you to do or um, to be during this season specifically, during this Christmas season specifically. So talk to us about that. What are you processing? What are you trying to do more intentionally as with your walk with Jesus or with your family or whatever? So who wants to hit that one first? 
I can do that. Okay. So um, I do kind of what Drew's talking about he does with his family. I Christmas Eve service, Christmas breakfast, Christmas services. I go to all those things. And then just like I would do with Easter or other kind of pivotal moments that we kind of talk where we talk about something specific in the story, I try to spend extra of my um, personal time with Jesus, my quiet time. I try to spend some extra time there focusing on his actual coming, mm-hmm. whether it's going through the Gospels and reading about his birth, whether it's going through um, some different prophecies that are pointing to him that are kind of that are kind of them things that we point out during this season. Um, and then I think about waiting for his return and what that looks like. Sure. And so I think about those, I think I spend some extra time um, praying through those things and reading, specifically going to those passages in scripture to read for my quiet time. And then I try to take an opportunity to any gifts that I give to people. Um, and like if I was giving gifts to like my son, then those because I'm giving him more than one gift, I wouldn't write this on every gift, but any gift I give to somebody, I'm, I try to think through how to um, explain why I'm giving them the gift in the sense of I thank God for what he's doing in your life, or I mm. thank God for your faithfulness to him. Um, trying to remi- remind myself that I'm not just I'm not just getting really excited and giving all these gifts because I'm really excited, but I want to appreciate and love the family of God that he's given me. Um, both family at home and family around this table, right? Um, because of what he is doing in them and cool. because of their faithfulness to him and That's how cool. I always want what I most admire about people to be their faithfulness to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so it's an opportunity for me to point that out, you know. That's something you're good at. I've noticed that, that you're you're good at seeing truth in people and calling that out. Mm-hmm. And I, as a friend of yours as a brother of yours i appreciate that and it's always fun to see when you do that for others because you regularly do that and then it seems like a very intentional thing that you make happen so that doesn't Thanks. surprise me about you during this season zayner yeah um i think the big the big thing that we're kind of wrestling through right now and i mean it's not really wrestling i think we've made the decision like morgan said it's like we're just going to be here on christmas um, as Stillwater and Sunnybrook especially has become our community um, and has, like, this is home hmm. and this is family. Um, like, this is just a time for us to celebrate with, with you guys, right? And um, both Beth and I come from incredible families um, who have done it right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think of our legacy and, you know, the people that have kind of helped us see this right. Um, and so it's hard for us to like not be with family during this time of year. Um, but I think, you know, it's a testament to how they live that, you know, we want to be here, you know, and we want to be a part of the church and stuff. And so, um, that's one of the things that, um, you know, for me, it's, it's sitting down and just kind of being grateful for where God has us now. Right. And I'm thinking about all the gifts that he's given us over this past year and just the time of transition, um, and just, uh, being thankful for those things and then kind of realizing that with those gifts, um, there's also a bit of responsibility that's come with some of those things. And so I'm kind of thinking through a little bit more, um, you know, what is God expecting of me in this time? Um, and then I think, you know, kind of like Morgan said, in, in my personal time, it's, it's a lot of thinking about Jesus's return. Um, you know, that he's come once and there's this incredible promise that he's coming again. Um, and so 
you know, am I living in light of that um, has kind of been the question that I've been asking myself these last several several days since Monday of, um, you know, is this is my heart ready for Jesus coming again? Um, and so, you know, those are simple things mm-hmm. at this time of year. Um, but again, choosing to be a part of the family of God and um, just really evaluating am I living in a way that, uh, you know, is, is anticipating Jesus coming yep. again. That's really good. I think of things that I'm doing personally, I don't have anything that just jumps out to mind right now. Um, but as we've been talking, two kind of two thoughts that came to my mind. Um, one was, um, while I think it is good, obviously, uh, Christmas season, we need to emphasize the message of Jesus, his coming, his birth, and uh, what that really means. But I've also kind of thought especially in kind of a couple of these thoughts just come with as your kids get a little bit older. Um, If this isn't something that we're doing year round, Hmm. you know, and then it, then, Hey, it's the day after Thanksgiving. And now we're, uh, we're explaining everything and, you know, and, and the kids are kind of like, what, this is kind of interesting (laughs) where now we're talking about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, um, while it is important, I think, to highlight these things, there's no doubt this is the time of the year we need to highlight this. Um, if we're not doing this on a regular basis or semi-regular basis, it might look strange. And the, I guess the other thing that came to my mind was um, while the kids are getting, our kids are getting a little bit older, they still want to go back and do some of those things that they did when they were four and five, and it's silly and fun. And they they will miss that if we don't do it. Yet, as they're growing up, things change too. Mm-hmm. And I, I, the thing that came to my mind was uh, to look for the, the more natural opportunities and then just have the conversation as the natural opportunity happens. Mm-hmm. And so um, after uh, Thanksgiving dinner this year, of course, you know, what do you do? We're, we've been sitting inside all day. We're going to well, we're going to go to Best Buy. That's what we're going to do. And so we went to Best Buy at my in-laws. Really didn't have any plans on buying anything. What do you do? You just walk around and, you know, Kill a little bit of time that mm-hmm. night. And so we're in Best Buy and, you know, kind of having all this stuff that's out. Everyone's walking around and all this excitement. And as we were walking out, it was kind of interesting. My daughter, uh, she said to me, she goes, huh, America, right? Mm-hmm. And that was her way of saying, like, Consumer this America. is what we do, yeah. you know? And I kind of took that moment to be like, yeah, isn't that just kind of a little bit sick? Sometimes it's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with gifts, nothing wrong with giving good gifts to one another. It's what God does. He gives us good things. And, um, and so in some sense, we want to, to give each other good gifts. But, and so we took a little bit of time just to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But take those natural opportunities that come and have the conversation, something yep. that comes to my mind. Yep. And I love that you said that, Drew, because last year you said that, the first thing that you said, which was you have to be talking about this all year long. And you said that last year. I forgot that. And I think I've, that it's been a year. You know, and I think that you could say it every year. Yeah. Because it's it, it is that important. Yeah. That this let this be the start. If you haven't done this, then let this yeah. be the beginning of yep. doing that all year long. That's really good. You know? Yeah. Don't feel bad. Like, hey, we haven't been talking about Jesus. We don't read the Bible that much. Okay, let this be that you know, that runway, that that first initial step. Okay, let Christmas season where it is about Jesus launch you into that new new life okay don't finish it at december 25th but now use find a new way once christmas is over to let this be a year-round thing that's really good and you know we, we talk about repenting and believing 
sure. all the time here. And uh, I, I think of all the times that I've just missed opportunities to repent and believe in kind of the moments that God is trying to insert himself into my world. Mm-hmm. Sounds a little Christmassy, right? Sure. Um, but, you know, I, I, I feel like there's definitely moments that I've just blown by where God is trying to interrupt and say, like, hey, I, I need to tell you something. And Christmas just seems to be a very natural time for us to repent and believe, right? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a very natural time for us to stop and to think and to to reflect on and and to try and grow out of this to look more like Christ. And kind of like in, in Drew's vein of thought, like and what you just said, like if you're not good at at repenting and believing, like there there seems to be these natural breaks in the year, right? Like Christmas, Easter where we're just thinking more about Christ. And I think this is an opportunity for us to kind of think through um, how can I do this more often throughout the course of the year? You know, on a personal level, right? Um, we've, we've talked about having the conversation as a family a little bit, but even on the personal side of, you know, am I allowing, you know, Christ to to come down and to insert himself into my life each and every day? You know, mm-hmm. am I being aware of his, his leading and his moving um, and, and just his presence on my daily life, you know, because mm-hmm. I think far too often, you know, um, I can go throughout the day and, and just miss Christ yep. and stuff. And so, um, again, allowing this to be a launch pad of, hey, this is something that I'm just going to try and do far more often, mm-hmm. um, of being aware of Christ's presence, you know, um, in my daily life. So That's awesome. As we wrap up, okay, I'm going to come to you guys in a second. Get, be ready if you want. You don't have to take the opportunity for like a 30-second final encouragement or challenge for our families, our, our brothers and sisters here at Sunnybrook, or whoever you are around the world listening to this podcast. Uh, but first, Zane, give us the one-minute apologetic or defense of and explanation of FXmas. Oh, what is it? Who yeah. is it for? What right. is this FXmas? FXmas is our family Christmas experience that is December 10th from 6 to 7.30 here at the church. Okay. Um, and, and this is just kind of a time for us to meet together as families and come hang out at the church. We've got some, uh, the first hour is honestly just going to be some different family experiences. You know, when I think of a family experience, I think of families doing things together. And so, um, you know, there will be things from cookie decorating to ornament making. And it's just a time for families to connect together and have honest conversations. Um, You know, we talked about how sometimes, like, if you don't have these conversations over the course of the year, it may be weird to kind of start those conversations. And so we're hoping um, that FXmas kind of is this opportunity to start some of those conversations about um, why we really celebrate Christmas. And so there will be um, you know, the first hour is just a chance for you to kind of hang out with your family in, in a safe, fun environment where there's a lot of cool things that we're going to be doing. Um, and then the second half, the last 30 minutes, there will be some singing and dancing, which kids will be um, led by Morgan doing, um, where we just sing about the truths of Scripture um, and the truths of Jesus coming. Um, and it's been cool to to have the dance team practice as Morgan kind of has been explaining, again, the lyrics like you talked about, um, you know, that... God and sinners reconciled. Like, that's that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Jesus has made the way. And so, and then, you know, we'll end with a short, short Devo about the truth of, of what Christmas is really all about. And so it's just, again, a, a time for families to experience Christ together um, in, in this setting. And so, and like you said, it is for everyone, I think. In the past, it's obviously been a children's type thing. Um, my hope is that this is for everybody. I mean, everyone loves cookies. Everybody loves games. And so... Um, Not everybody loves Christmas sweaters. Just throwing that like out. Like you. Yeah. Just but throwing that there. everybody should love FXmas. I, I really do. I have nothing <laughs> against people that do. 
I love I love it if you love Christmas sweaters. I think that's awesome. There's no cynicism. My heart happy. Thanks, Uncle Drew. That makes my heart happy (laughs) that you love Christmas sweaters. But everybody needs to come. It's not for. Well, it's for the family of God. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, it's for the family of God. It's for anybody and everybody here. And it's you know it's one of those. This is a very easy time for you to invite friends. Right. I mean, if you're not a part of the family of God, this is a very easy opportunity to invite some of your friends and some of your uh, family to to come be a part of this. Um, Because, again, this is a chance to have fun and to hear truth. And um, so, again, it's just another connection point where we get to talk about truth and stuff. So cool. Any closing thoughts, Jeremo? Anything you feel like you need to? Uh, the only thing that comes to my mind is a little bit of an offshoot from this kind okay. of whole Christmas podcast. But um, if you're hurting, reach out. I don't need really say any more about that. But if you're hurting, reach out. Obviously, we know that this is a time where people reflect and talk to their families and talk to maybe don't talk to their families for whatever sure. reason. Um, people kind of reflect on the last year and go, moving into the next year. But if you're hurting, then um, sure. reach out. To any one of us, any of us on staff, a mm-hmm. Christian friend, whoever it may be, but you need to reach out. Yep. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's I think good. That's good. Yeah. I don't think I need to yeah, say and that. I think that's. And think of those people. Think of those people who are going through Christmas for the first or second time after having lost a loved one, or who are going through it alone. They don't have a family to celebrate with, and reach out to them and bring them into the fold. Bring them into the family. Make them feel loved. So that's it. Hope you guys have an awesome Christmas season. We love you and we will see you soon.